So just to let everybody out there know, our quick little update, uh, we got reached out to by Sage on Twitter to let us know that we were initially correct. Samara attends a prep school in the area, and she is a high school student, so whatever the Pretty Little Liars wiki says she's 24 is wrong. So anything that we say from this point forward about her being an adult, like, we already recorded it, so we can't go back and fix it. But this is our way of going back and fixing it. So, okay. Woohoo! Arya's hair was super cute at the beginning of this episode, and I'm With mad little... she doesn't wear her hair up anymore. With the little um, her bandana. bandana? Yeah, I was it's super I cute. Was rewatching the episode because um, I needed like a quick refresher. And her little, like, green jacket at the beginning with, like, the bandana. Super cute. Mm -hmm. I liked her look. She's Ar just I feel the like, cutest one. I feel like Arya has a lot of, like, good outfits. Kelly and I were talking about this the other day. I don't think Samara is older. I think she's supposed to be high school age. She just goes to, like, a private school or something. Yeah, she might be, like, or she's year older, older but she's not, like, yeah, an adult. Didn't they make, like, a babysitter comment or something? I don't know. I could be making that up. Hold on. Let me Google how old Samara you know what? is supposed to be. I think Addie's right. I think she was their babysitter. Hold on. That does sound familiar. Yeah, but also, like... A 13-year-old babysitting a 10-year-old, all uh, John Mulaney jokes. Mm -hmm. Like, she could be a senior when they're freshmen. So, like, may oh, so maybe she's in college, but hold on, I'm Googling it. What the heck? That doesn't even help. Addie, you mentioned... Oh, she's supposed to be 24. So she's supposed Whoa. to be out of college also. So she's another creepy sexual creepy predator, too. <gasps> <sighs> that makes it so much sadder. Because I really like Samara a lot. I did, but now I do not. The, so the Sad. reason that Samara comes in, which I forgot about, but this was like her, the original reason she comes in is because she's part of an LGBT like pride group. <laughs> um, but so she comes Emily in that it's okay to be gay. I remember. Yeah, and and she comes in. Emily brings her in to help Paige come out to her dad. And then Paige, like, changes her mind, and that's why Emily and Paige, like, split up. Oh, Even did, though they weren't really Paige dating. still at school? Wait, did we already, yeah, we so. already went through all of Paige? That already Not went? all of Paige. Oh. She comes nice. back. Spoiler, so I guess. She Paige comes at, back. Is she still at yeah. school, but, like, not just building? We just haven't seen her. She's still mm. at school. We just don't talk to her. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Is A going to kill her? <gasps> I'm writing that down as a prediction. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Page. I do. Yep, it's going. Seeing A kill everyone, I'm like, what is going on? I did uh, transcribe Ian's note because I was like, I'm not going to forget this. Oh, his uh, suicide note? I didn't even I read it. Like, <laughs> I skimmed like the first line and it was like, I killed Allie. I couldn't handle it. I killed Allie. I killed Allison. I lost my temper because she knew too much. But there's only so much you can bury. It won't be that easy. But I know... Oh, but... And then he wrote, pain crossed out. He wrote, so, but I know how to get rid of the pain. I can't hide. He crossed out hide. And he goes, I can't run from the law. Come find me, Ian. Come find me? 
Bitch, you're <laughs> dead. Well, that's why I don't think it was a suicide note. Seems like he got shot. Or do you think somebody else shot him? Horseshoe? I'm adding that to your prediction. That he got bludgeoned with the horseshoe? No, that someone else killed. Um, oh yeah, I don't think it was. Because it's not a suicide. It, that, I mean, that's not a suicide. No. Come find me when my brain brain's bludgeoned out. Should we start this episode? I mean, Follow I us. guess technically, because <laughs> we haven't done that. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast to Pretty Little Liars Podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars, one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. And Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 4, Blind Dates. This episode was written by Charlie Craig and directed by Dean White. <laughs> Blind Dates originally aired on July 5th, 2011. Uh, this is the one where Lucas starts to unravel as the date with his new dream girl approaches, so Hannah feels the need to help him out. With Emily's mother blaring about her scholarship, Emily is at the edge of spilling the truth behind the fake letter. That was an First incredibly off, long description. It was. And it's also usually it like something like... weird and mystical and short. And this was like very long, very descriptive. This is what's going to happen. And yeah, usually the like the descriptions are very vague, like things happen and stuff goes on. <laughs> but like this time there was like specifics. You're um, going to see this and then this and then this and then this and then credits. I it's also a thorough, like, like right recap. at the top of the show. I just think that the most important thing that was said for the entire 40 whatever minutes is that Lucas makes a comment about how Danielle makes him feel like there's a rat in his fry oil. Okay, I wrote, I'm like, they're so nonchalant about a rat in Wait, fry oil. Wait, pause. We didn't do the previously on. I know. I just, oh. Lucas's We're all name, over the Lucas's date is in oh, the Oh, we didn't even get to my predictions. Time. No. Oh, shit, you're right. Addie's okay. predictions for last time. Include Lucas goes on a date with that girl. Correct, and, sir. And also only Jenna. Fuck the other girls. Except no. She wasn't even in this episode. She wasn't even in this episode. Also, That's nobody the goes first that was note bad. I have. I have it very <laughs> Nobody goes on a blind date. I know. That was the other nice. thing. I was like, why did they use that word? Not like a it's single not even person a, was blind. It's not, not a even person a blind, blind date. date. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird choice. Bullshit. You want me to read the previously on? Yes. I don't know who did it last week. I think you did. I thought. Oh, I thought last I week we didn't week. have a previously on. Oh, you're right. I said previously on nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to read it, Addie? <sighs> I just like soda. So yes. 
Go for it. It's all you. Previous. <laughs> Sorry. Previously on Pretty Little Liars, Ren's got the good drugs. Fake letter is fake. Lucas likes a girl. Ooh. Toby. <laughs> Toby is working for Creepy Jason. Kill the fag. Girls can't be friends. Spencer bought Toby's car with Melissa's ring. I would never buy a car for a high school boy. Also, Toby's Especially not even in they've this been, episode. They've also been dating for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Ugh. And Girl, she pawned her listen, sister's wedding ring. Don't to buy pawn his car. your sister's wedding ring at all because it's not yours. But also, definitely don't do it for some stupid boy's car. Especially if you're in high school. Like, you don't know that love's going to last forever. That boy's going to have that car until it breaks. And it's a truck. And even if you break your heart, it's bullshit. Don't know. He doesn't get to keep the car if he breaks your heart. That's the rule. Yeah. But he's probably going to keep it anyway. No. Got to give you the truck back. Um, And then we open on the pawn shop. Okay. I could not get over. I was like, how, uh, they really made this place into such a creepy alleyway. And last time we saw the pawn shop, it did not look like it was down. It looked like it was in the middle of town. Like, I thought it was like a little storefront on a street and they make it look like they're on Skid Row in like downtown LA. They realized they didn't make it scary enough the first time and they really wanted to like hype up the creep factor. I guess they, they wanted to. They wanted to make his like skeevy Horseshoe. business dealings even skeevier. But I think but that's Aria unfair. looked very cute to go to the skeevy pawn shop. Her hair looks so good Ugh. like that. Ugh, yes, she's such a babe all the time. Yeah, Lucy Hale, my kind of girl. I we just haven't invited was... Lucy Hale to be on the podcast in a while, so I would just like to do that right now. Lucy Hale, if you're listening, <laughs> this is an open invitation. Anytime, Anytime. that you want to be on this show, you just send us a little email, give us a little ring on the phone, like whatever. Shoot me, a, shoot me a tweet. Yeah, literally anything. Slide into our DMs. We are here. We are open. We are willing. We will arrange ourselves to your schedule. Anytime in search of Lucy, Hale. Lucy Hale's reps. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, the dumbest but most exciting thing happened to me last week. Okay. So when I first got my Instagram, I made my Instagram mbear, two m's, two r's, because it was a shorter version of like an old screen name that I used to use. And it was like a nickname that a combination like nickname that a friend gave me. So I make a Twitter and I'm like, cool, I'm going to make my Twitter M bear two M's and two R's. Cause like who would have that? Somebody fucking had it. So then from like the time I made a Twitter in high school until last week, I would randomly just go on Twitter and like check to see if whoever had the M bear handle had like gotten rid of it. And finally she did. So I'm finally consistent between Instagram and Twitter. It's been bugging me since like 2010. And the thing that pissed me off is this girl hadn't tweeted anything since like 2010. So it's like not only was she hoarding the username that I wanted, but she's not even using Twitter. So I finally have M Bear on both Instagram and Twitter. It made my little heart happy. 
Not that it like matters for any reason, but I don't have to fight her now, and that's <laughs> which means you and I don't have to fight her, Addie. All in all, exactly. Our and girl it also gang means doesn't have to fight her. Lucy Hale won't have to fight her. Right. Yes. And- Lucy Hale, we forgot to mention when you come on the podcast, you're immediately part of our girl gang. Um, but you don't have to fight right. this one particular woman. It's fine. I mean, anybody that comes on the podcast, they can be part of our girl gang. No, they're, you know, they're required. If you're, not, if you're not on the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast and you'd like to submit an application to be part of our girl gang, a pretty little liars podcast at gmail.com or yeah. like and subscribe also, and give us five stars yeah yeah like leave us a review on itunes or on uh, apple podcasts you leave us a five star review on apple podcasts you're part of the girl gang if you're not a girl you're part of the girl gang we yeah gender is a social Gender's construct a come join us in our girl gang girl gang <laughs> Get out of here, Adderall. Tim Back now. to podcast. What are we so about? they're in that creepy alleyway, which okay, is silly because I didn't think it was an alleyway before then. I did like the little Great Gatsby reference, though. Yeah! With the eyes, watching With you. the eyes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and, and it's funny because for, like, a high school show, you read the Great Gatsby, like, your junior year-ish, usually, depending on the track for school. So, like... It was a very topical reference at the time. <laughs> I but never like, watched. I never read that. That one was probably one of the only. I, I think I read like three books, like actually in high school, that were required of me. And the Great Gaps, Great Gatsby, the Great Gatsby was one of them. I Catcher really liked Rye that. One wasn't even re- that one wasn't even required. Catcher in the Rye, Catcher I think, Rye. was required, but we didn't. I didn't read it. See, we didn't read Catcher in the Rye. I actually read Catcher in the Rye, and it was a mistake, and it was awful. Yeah, I hated that. That was the Great Gatsby. I read like twice. Apparently, I've heard he's just whiny. Apparently, I've heard Catcher in the Rye is better. Like as you get older, because people are saying, of course, I've never read this. This is all from my Reddit book suggestions (laughs) threads. But people were saying that the idea of, I guess, whatever issue of like not knowing or I don't know, but. The issues he's going through, it's like, as a teenager, you can't quite yet relate to them if you're in high school versus, like, maybe in your mid-20s, early 30s, you can relate to his problems. But he's still whiny, is what everyone's conclusion is. Well, and that's the problem I had, was, like, it wasn't about relating. It was just, it was annoying because he was whiny about everything. So, maybe I'd read it again just to see if I could get through it again but um but yeah so the one thing that um we talked about last time was that we like you can't you couldn't really tell if a waited until monday to buy the ring or if the skeevy pawn shop owner like if a was able to like smooth talk the pawn shop owner into like selling the ring early Mm -hmm. and this confirms like spencer going back on monday confirms that a bought the ring so the skeevy pawn shop owner not only did he enter into an illegal contract with an underage person which we talked about last time but he sold the ring and broke the contract early Right, and replaced it with a horseshoe. <laughs> and, like, can you just imagine that transaction for a second? Like, this person comes in in, like, a dark hoodie and, like, gloves and is like, 
I want to buy that wedding ring that that girl sold earlier. Like, Spencer has the ticket. So it's like, A goes in. A is just describing what the ring looks like in theory. Yeah, it's like, so this girl came in earlier and sold you this wedding ring. It's not hers. It's mine. Replace it with this rusty horseshoe. Here's $200 or, like, whatever. I also, okay, the other thing that confused me is once Spencer came out from the store and, you know, he closed it, and she still has the horseshoe, and they're like, but at least you got your money back. And I'm like, but he wouldn't have given her the horseshoe if he took the money, because that was the whole thing, is she's paying to get something back, so why he give her but the like, horseshoe? Maybe I get it stupid. Don't give her, like, $200. Yeah, yeah, like maybe he didn't, maybe like, cause it was, she got like however much and she was going to give him that much for the ring. Maybe she was able to be like, look, I'm going to give you 50 cents for this piece of shit. But why? <laughs> like, I wouldn't have taken yeah. a fucking horseshoe. Either that, either that or the skeevy pawn shop owner, like. Told her she had to take it. Like, well, the other just thing I gave thought her was the dumb is she just straight up put that two thousand dollar down and like didn't like. Yeah, was like you don't put the money down until your product is back to you. Yeah, yeah. lady. But again, on. she's dumb in sixty. Oh, they're so dumb. I miss the days of being dumb in sixty. Oh, so much. It's so little responsibility. Yeah, sometimes I don't miss it because like there's things that I could do now that I couldn't do when I was sixteen. Like, yeah. I really enjoy, like, sitting on the couch, watching whatever TV show I want, and drinking a glass of wine. Like, that wasn't something I'd do when I was 16. But, like, True. not having to deal with the bullshit of adult life. Okay. Oh, Ella's back and I wanted to cry. <laughs> Mom says everything's back to normal. Like, that's not how but that works. I love, yeah. so I love when she's like, Dad's making pancakes. And Arya's like, yay. And Mike's like, I'll get them. I'll get something later. I'm like, first of all, you're not you coming never back home. You're going up. to school. <laughs> never pass up. And then pancakes. it reminded me of all the little TikTok videos right now where they're like, like kids in breakfast scenes at movies where it's like mom makes this or mom or dad makes this whole spread and they're like, go to take a sip of OJ and they're like, oh, gotta, gotta go. run by. <laughs> they like grab an <laughs> apple out of the fruit bowl and run out the door. And I'm always like. Your parents make you a delicious breakfast. <laughs> you eat one bite, and you're like, gotta go. There's this oh, yes. like, the my mom trap. was... It makes me so yeah. mad. There's a scene <laughs> in The Parent Trap where the British one pretending to be the American one, run, like, Chessie <laughs> makes her a big breakfast. And she's like, once you finish breakfast, you can go, like, ride horses with your dad. So she takes one bite of, like, a teeny piece of toast and books it out of the house. Yeah. Yo, that see that was never me as a kid. I was like, I'm gonna get up early so I can eat my breakfast, and I'm oh, still a no. fool. ever make like if we wanted I... breakfast in the morning, we had to make it ourselves. Oh, I'm well, not see... a breakfast person in the sense Favorite that like meal. I'd rather sleep in than eat breakfast. But also like I can't eat a lot in the morning; otherwise, it makes me sick for like the rest of the day. So like if oh, I'm gonna eat breakfast, it's like on a Sunday when we go to like brunch after church i'll get like breakfast for lunch i'll get like if i skip breakfast i'll get painfully hungry that i just cannot focus on anything and it's very painful yeah, i so can't I, eat until about like 10 a.m but i would without, say like, probably until like second grade my mom made breakfast for me and my brother 
Then that stopped. Okay, so Mike pieces the fuck out being like that silly little breakfast meal. That was yeah, my, what a my note for this is Mike was the one that was so mad that like LL shit left. blew up and yeah. that LL left. And like things are like coming back together and like they're figuring their shit out and like now he's still being a little bitch. Like Mike needs to get over himself. He's also, so dramatic. The whole oh. family needs their He's also I, like the second when, child, so like nobody gives a shit about him, but everybody only cares about him. Like I I loved when later Arya was like I'm gonna tell mom and dad, like, mom and dad are gonna find out you've been gone for two months, oh like, God. not playing basketball, and he's like, well, I'll tell them that you've been sneaking out to your friends, and I'm like, who the fuck cares, Arya, just tell mom like, and dad, well, like, and that's the thing, yeah, like, his is so like, much fucking her? worse, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you shot the shit like, with a couple of people that you really care about, your brother is fucking missing, like, ooh, missing. I didn't do, like, I didn't do what my therapist said, versus, like, your brother's doing, note. Like your brother's doing, like who knows what with who knows well, who, yeah, who knows thing. where. I'm like, as in, I, I mean, I'm the younger sibling, but like being an older sibling, you're like, hmm, my my younger sibling hasn't been here in months, and the friends. <laughs> I love when she's like, your friends barely know what you look like. Yeah, <laughs> right. What do you mean your friends barely know what like you look like? You don't even lady. know what your brother looks like. Aria the guy that she goes up to at that basketball court looks literally nothing like Mike. even from the back. Even from the back, she like yeah. walks up to him and I was like, "Who is that guy?" Mike, and then been... he turns around and isn't Mike, and I was like, "Did we think he was? Why did he?" Mike's been gone man? for so long. Aria doesn't even know what. But her I, brother I looks also like. like how she just casually walks through the basketball like the active yeah. basketball courts i lo- like i love hate when they do that in tv shows Nobody or movies hit her i'm like with a ball. you're gonna get hit in the face thrown it at her. oh my gosh could you imagine someone throwing a ball at lucy hale cut cut on set <laughs> also not that realistic guys also i love ella being like so how do i look and aria being like you look really nice wait you look like really nice what you look nicer going than on? normal you normally yeah. look like trash what's happening yeah. i was also slightly confused because well like the way ella brought up like oh like i know it must be hard for you not hurting your friends and then like or was that oh crap where was i going yeah one? she says something about like it being hard that aria can't find her friends and then she says immediately after that by the way how do I yeah, look? I I'm about just, to start my new job. Yes, I was just like... It was very like... You seem to be opening that moment to maybe talk to Ari, and then you're like, how do I look? It's all yeah. about me. In my first day, mm-hmm. I'm it nervous. Was, it was kind of like a weird... It was like a weird segue. I like that there wasn't um, a lot of Byron this episode, though. Oh, question God, for yeah. you, Addie. Because Emma and I talked about it a little bit when we watched it. In your... Like, growing up, could parents teach their own kids in high school and middle school oh yeah we had a teacher that so she had two children one was in my grade she was a third grade teacher had her in third grade and then when we went to middle school in fifth grade she became a middle school teacher and then also had her daughter again there's a lot more drama to that but i will leave it at that our school they weren't allowed to do that like unless Oh, unless the parent like is the only person that teaches, unless the parent is the only person that teaches like a specific class, uh, family can't teach family. 
or at least yeah, no, they we're try, also like, like they tried um, really hard to not my, let that happen at my middle oh, school my school did not care we also had someone's principal or the principal had two daughters in our high school yeah so at my middle school um his Weird. his kids my eighth grade history teacher his kids were like way younger than me but um his daughter went through our middle school and had him as a history teacher um because he was the like magnet program history teacher yeah and then um, his wife taught at an elementary school and had their twins as students um and then uh lj his first like teaching gig was at a private school that the principal had a couple of kids that like went through the school oh so, I like feel that like was pri- never private school is a lot less though like yeah but like do the, it was want. it's never been like a concern yeah well, our, I guess. our school didn't really matter. like if the kid was like i don't want my mom as an english teacher then the school would maybe try to like put the kid in a different english class but like it was never it was never like a concern it's so weird. Yeah, I I mean, I also huh. like that Ella was I was just was very like, surprised that, like, they were having her teach the classes. Like, she can't Stop yucking our yum. I'm not yucking your yum. I just <laughs> thought it was not okay to do that. I, like, I thought you weren't I just allowed. Like I thought it was that. against the rules. I mean, um, it, it should be against rules. I guess because in, in, you're not, in Girl Meets you're World, not, her dad teaches you, her. You're right. Yeah, that's the can whole imagine, show. Can you imagine a parent-teacher conference? That'd be so fucking funny. Okay, here's what I picture. Your child sucks. I picture sucks. Ella well, sitting behind Ella. the desk being like, Arya didn't do her homework, and then running around the desk and sitting on the other side and being like, well, we've had a lot of issues at home. You see, Byron cheated, and then running back around the desk and sitting down and being like, oh, I, I didn't I, know. I was like imagining her talking to a mirror. Oh, I oh. imagined her talking to Byron as if like... Oh, wow, this could go in a lot of different ways. I like it. Wow, I like how our brains work differently. Pretty Little Liars good. fan fiction for um, episode four. Yeah. Uh, so then so then we s- jump over to Spencer's house next, and she's, like, going through Melissa's bag while she's in the shower, and Melissa has Ian's passport. And then uh, Spencer, like, is being, like, super dumb, bringing up the topic of Melissa's ring still missing, like, why just, would you bring that up? Like, it wasn't like Melissa started the conversation. Also, like, or, oh, there's no, Melissa nothing, says she needed it for the insurance claim. There's I lied. nothing tying Spencer to that ring right now because that receipt is for a horseshoe. Then, yeah. like, unless that pawn shop dude magically remembers who she is. A but horseshoe, then I also. A horseshoe that she has. Like, nothing yeah. is, of hers is in the pawn and shop. And it was all a cash deal. Exactly. Like, she's fine. Well, and that's the and thing. And also, is, like, who's going to believe she was hanging out in the sketchy alleyway? The one, one alleyway like, of Rosewood. That happens all the time, too. Like, that's like a TV show trope, though. Where, like, somebody comes in and is like, oh, I had such a bad day. And somebody's like, oh, they told you that your mom died? And the person's like, what? My mom died? It's like, (laughs) let the person, like, finish their sentence first before you, like, spill whatever the thing is. It's like... I also... Oh, wait. Never mind. Sorry. We see the passport of Ian later. I was going to say, again, PLL, horrible haircuts. Here we come. Oh, God. The fucking passport. so bad. Like... What I want to know photo. is if that's like if they made 
like what I want to know is if they made him a passport for the TV show or if like that's his he genuinely just has a shitty passport photo. Uh, uh, either way, that was oh. silly. But yeah, so um, that was right. So Melissa needed the passport for the insurance claim for the which ring, to me threw which me is why off. she brought it up. That was weird. And yeah. then and then Spencer's like, oh, you still can't find the ring. And she's like, I want to find my husband. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, these things, like that whole conversation didn't make any sense because it's like, <laughs> like, Melissa, you're the one that brought up, like, they're so, Spencer and Melissa are so dumb. And I like, sometimes they have really good sister moments. And sometimes I'm like, why the fuck do you two talk to each other? Like, please stop. Right? Also, they could just like, not be friends anymore. Melissa, would, like, st- like, Melissa, Melissa can both stay in want the barn. to find. Spencer, stay in the house. Don't talk to each other. Like, Melissa can both want to find the ring and her husband. Like, yeah, Melissa, you she's like, like ah. two things that one was she's like so she's offended like, by Spencer right, bringing like, up I'm, the ring. And I'm like, no I'm one's saying it, Ian's not important. Melissa's like, I'm making an insurance claim on the ring. And Spencer's like, oh, it's still missing, huh? Melissa's like, oh, like, or Spencer's like, oh, the ring's still missing. And Melissa's like, how dare you accuse me of the ring still being missing? I'm trying to find my husband. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, that a lot of pearl clutching yeah. in this episode. That's weird. Like, and no. then we're at Emily. <gasps> yes, and she Welcome first, to the A team. I first lost get... it. I was like, that's so fucking <laughs> clever, A. You're a little welcome to our A team. First, you get you. mom telling Hannah that you haven't been to a solo therapy session, and Hannah says the says the term bestie ban. So I just can't skip <laughs> bestie ban. <laughs> Um, but I yeah, also so like how much we Hannah, find out that they are going to the yeah. therapist. I love how much it. Hannah like wears the pants in her relationship with her mom because like <laughs> later on when she's like I don't have anyone to talk to and like just storms out. I'm like my mom would never let me leave that late at night. Like she wouldn't be like mm, where are you going? Yeah, and then I she just never like walked out of the house like like that. and does the dramatic touches the door of like oh my child's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could so... stop her. Also, where the hell's dad? Um, but yeah, so then the Danby box lover, comes. isn't he? I don't know. I forget. I feel like he'll just... dad a lot of times. I don't know. He's I just gonna pop in next in episode because Hannah does something wrong. Oh yeah, he's, because Hannah's in he's... trouble for potentially destroying the office. Yeah. So now he's... Dad's got to come back to be like, hmm, I uh, care about you. He's in town, but he's on business. Trying to get on Hannah's so, mom. The, I think, a. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the... no, not a. Hannah's mom. You don't know. Maybe Ashley. Hannah's mom is A. What the fuck? I've seen this show. Could you, you, could you imagine if that was Hannah's mom this whole time? She steals the money from her daughter to freak she her daughter She steals the money. She, she fat she shames her daughter money. with the cupcakes. She steals the money from the safety deposit box, then steals it from the house to then fat shame her daughter for the cupcakes. <laughs> Oh my I'm gonna God. teach what you a, a hor- lesson. What a horrible mother. She's I never said she was a nice lady. Um I guess but, I wouldn't uh, be mad about that solution, but, yeah, they, but I'd be like annoyed similar with Dan being gossip girl. Yeah. It's like doesn't make sense. No, there's a lot of things in that show that like don't make sense that Dan would have done. If you want um, Victorian style gossip girl watch Bridgerton. Bridgerton. But there's like oh, a I lot of boning in that show I heard. Yeah, yeah there it's is. Someone gossip me- girl meets Pride and Prejudice meets like every romance like Fabio novel that like wine moms read on the weekends. But it's, I don't know who it is, but somebody was like 
so good. however much sex you think is in Bridgerton, there's double it. John Oliver. Like there's oh, John Oliver. Yeah, because oh, he's, like, he's like John Oliver. He's like I love him in community. Like yes. John Oliver pops up in the weirdest fucking places and it's the best thing ever. He is fabulous. All right. Oh, and uh, then we go to rats in an oil fryer oh yeah so she goes what did a rat fall in the oil fryer again and it's and like then, the way she says it as if she's like doing a hair flip afterwards like, it's happened more than once i was just so surprised at how nonchalant and then he's like but danielle makes me feel like there's a rat in my, my oil fryer. Yeah, there's a rat in my fry oil. I'm like, guys, can oh we goodness. not normalize rats in? But also, a, I feel bad for the rat, and then B, it's just like that's really gross. But also, Lucas <laughs> is such a good friend because he like he's like cool, so like I'm gonna leave, and then he like wingmans Caleb, and he's like Hannah's got nothing to do. Like maybe I'll just like, hey, why don't you come on a double date with me oh. and bring Caleb? Yeah, he like, goes, it's, it'll be fun. You like fun, don't you? <laughs> I, I remembered earlier when I was watching and I was like, oh, blind dates. Because even though Caleb's on a quote-unquote date with Hannah and uh, Lucas is on one with Danielle, the way like Danielle gets all upset about Hannah, it's like in their minds it's actually... Lucas on a date with Hannah because later when he says that like you did something that was so selfless all for me so like it was that kind of where it was like and then the people who were on a date weren't really on a date with each other so it was like it was a blind date of them being on a date with each other but like Hannah wasn't even really on a date with Lucas she was like it was like a friend thing yeah yeah I also so what what kind of threw me on their date was when Danielle was like that would make me jealous. And then later, Hannah's like, put your arm around me, Caleb. And I'm like, wait. But Daniel just made it clear that she thinks Hannah's trying to make Lucas jealous by being with Caleb. So yeah. Caleb putting his arm around Hannah, wouldn't that just logically, Daniel would be like, that's the thing is make like, me jealous. It's like, Lucas jealous It again. was a good idea on Hannah's part because she yes. didn't know what Danielle said. But like, it wouldn't have, based on what Danielle said, it wouldn't have led her to grab Lucas's exactly. hand. Exactly. Like also, I was yeah, like, wow, they, was kind of... they sped up the likingness between Danielle and Lucas, which I like. Yeah. So I think, I think Lucas they're is cute. sweet. Um, some but yeah, happiness. Hannah also says the term uh, wing people. And that was yeah, funny. I like wing yep. people. It's like in Batman and Robin when Alicia Silverstone is like, I'm Batgirl, and he's. <laughs> Clooney's like, shouldn't it be Bat Person? <laughs> that movie has the best puns ever, so watch we it. Love at a, some we point. love a good pun. What killed uh, the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Uh, and then we go. That's from to... Mr. Freeze. Okay. That's very funny. Sorry. I believe you. Um, we go it's to Spencer movie. at the hospital with Ren. Oh, oh he's I was so dramatic. Is there even a St. Anthony's Hospital in Philadelphia? And I forgot to look it up. I'll we'll check. Google it right now the second. Because I was like, I've been to two hospitals in Philadelphia, and neither of them are called St. Anthony's. Oh, 
Do you think uh, that there's there... a Catholic? There's Saint Anthony of Pada Regional Catholic School uh, in Philly. Yes. Oh there, yeah. Apparently there used to be oh, oh, Birchwood it's at Birchwood. Grace. Yeah, but it was Formerly Saint Anthony's. All right, all right. You all, y'all did your research on this show. <laughs> Applaud y'all. Also, Ren looks like such a baby. It's not a in hospital, his... though. It's an apartment complex. It says hospital. Well, I already closed the page, so I'm overlooking at it. But like the questions about it are, how do you ter- determine how much rent is? And like, nice place to have a party. Newly rehabbed, historically certified former school building, along with neighboring townhouses. I'm it's my, just the website I'm on is a senior living community. Oh, Weird. we love senior living, guys! Everybody should work for senior home care. It's dope. <laughs> So there's a bunch of St. Anthony's things around Philly, but none are necessarily a hospital. That's the conclusion. But Ren uh, looks like a baby in his doctor scrubs. He does. He's a baby dog. Also, also, Spencer walks up to him and is like, I need to talk to you and it's important. And then she looks when at she that girl and she's like, could you just like, not be here? Like Spencer, That's exactly how I talk to all medical professionals. Could you just like not? Like Spencer is like a toddler walking up to these two adults and is Could like, you just not like, hi, Doctor Ren. Like, I need to talk to you. It's real important, uh, bitch. Could you just leave? <laughs> but the whole but thing doctor, is your patient's on code blue. This is important. A teenager's talking to me. Yeah, like what the fuck? I'm trying to I'm trying to bone this child. I don't have time for your medical emergency. But I was wondering like if A would follow Spencer there cuz I was like that would be a lot. But A's all the way to Philly. Lot. Yeah. But then when she went back the second time I'm like, damn, if A followed again, that'd be insane. But then A ends up where Ian is. So she could have followed Spencer cuz why would she know where Spencer's going? But anyway, whatever. I mean, I don't think she. I don't think A followed Spencer there. But I. But like the way the camera was kind of hovering, and there was that one like random ass person in the corner. I was like, that could be A. They're yeah. kind of talking in public. So if A finds out about the drug thing, yeah. So then we we find out that Ren gave Melissa a bunch of drugs, but not all the Ian, drugs. But not all the drugs. He he didn't give her the good stuff. No, I like he, he has boundaries. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll do some illegal shit, there just not limits. all of it. Also, also like, I'm sorry, but like, Ren gave her a bunch of drugs. Like, it doesn't matter how like good they are, or how like you know whatever. Yeah, um, if you like give giving someone... her like prescriptions like that is illegal regardless. And then he's like, oh, but I want to stay out of it. Like, dude, you're already in the middle of it. Yeah, this is entirely your fault, bro. Like, you already got there. If you just married Melissa like you were fucking supposed to. And stop touching Spencer's bursa You had to go kiss Spencer. We went so far without anyone saying that word to me, Addy. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you say it again? Standing in the kitchen, moist, rubbing the bursa but was the Bursa Sack You two sack are my moist. least favorite people. Bursa Sack. Bursa Sack. Like, ugh. Bursa Sack. Goodbye. Sack. Moist Bursa Sack. <laughs>
When you guys are done, I'll put my headphones back on. <laughs> are we okay now? Moist Bursa okay. Sack. Bursa Sack. Alright, what are we talking about? Oh. Ren. So, We're at Ren. Yeah, so so Spencer finds out that Ren like is helping Melissa give drugs to Ian so that Ian will tell Not Melissa where this. he's hiding. <laughs> Addie sent us a cow like memoji whispering versus sack to our group text just Bro, no, I don't know if I can do this podcast anymore. I think I might Y'all, have to step we're, down. We're hilarious. We are hilarious and delightful. Listen to our podcast. This this I episode love, might break me. I love using the cow emoji for that. Oh, for so anything, good. like I I'll like, say silly things. I, I like when you would use the unicorn emoji with like the tongue out. Uh, yes, I like I like oh. saying the tongue out all the time. That's so good. Okay, um, so, so Doctor so Ren. Dr. Ren, we go to also like him doing things for Spencer the way that he is, like plays into that whole creepy, like you shouldn't like her like that. Yeah. Like stop it. Like he's doing her favors in, because in, he's he wants to bone sexual her. favors in return. Like he's bad. Like, stop ugh, sleeping with children on this show. Um, so then we pop to Hannah, who's sitting in the therapist's office, and the therapist even like doesn't think that they're avoiding each other. She's like, "Your friends probably told you that like what happens when you do one-on-one sessions." And Hannah's like, "Well, we're not supposed to talk." And the therapist, <laughs> and then like, other therapist like, is like, "I, assume. I know you're talking. Come on." My only note uh, for this when was the just therapist that I was like, it. "You need to let go." <laughs> yeah, I liked what the therapist was trying to get across to Hannah. Yeah. But I understood well, I like, Hannah's resistance I too. like the idea that like now that the therapist has like explained herself sort of quote unquote and is like I want you guys to have a little bit of perspective like the idea is she wants them to be separate so that they can make their own decisions because she was noticing like how much they were relying on each other to like answer questions and stuff and so it's like it's fair and it makes sense now a little bit why she wants them to be separate but and I think I still don't totally agree with it I think it was done in an extreme measure but I think she had good points behind it and like I really appreciate that the girls are going to therapy I just wish that they were like in a mental place where they could like get more out of it Mm -hmm. you know because therapy only works like if you're you get what you get you get what you give with therapy you know and the girls aren't giving much because they don't they're not ready and that's okay yeah well and then like the therapist says something to hannah and hannah says oh you don't know the half of it and my note was like (laughs) then tell her the half of it um and and then the therapist like wants her to talk to the empty chair and like talk like it's allison and she goes isn't this why people come to therapy to stop from doing that i was like (laughs) fuck you like, if that's what you think about therapy, you're not going to get anything out of it. Like, if that's your opinion yeah. on it. So I like that she kind of comes around later in the episode and, like, actually takes it seriously. 
Me yeah. too. I think is really um, good for her. Um, and then Mike, this is where Mike isn't at the park. And, and we this is where I'm like, who is this other adult talking to the Aria? creepy, sweaty, shirtless <laughs> adult flirting with Aria. I liked your pink hair. And Arya's like, Jason liked my pink hair. But let's keep in mind that, like, the first time Jason came back, they all thought he was creepy and gross. And then they got, like, a hot actor to play him. And now Arya's like, Jason. Swoon. Well, Ezra's not in this episode. Yeah. She she's has to not... flirt with an older man. Yeah. Ugh. She's still oh, so gross i know no con sucks but like aria should have dated him because at least he's her age but at least he's wait but he isn't isn't he with a mona mona now mona yeah he's got bad taste they weren't aria in this episode him. either thank god mona and cannoli <laughs> Mona's a yeah we didn't cannoli. have any funds for any secondary characters except for uh lucas I almost called him Liam. Lucas was in this, and Mike was in it for, like, a second enough to, like, fight with Arya and blackmail her a little bit. Oh, and Samara and the the girl that he dates. You're right. And Samara was on H2O The Mermaid Show, so she's, like, a big get. H2O Just Add Water. What a good show that was. I think it's on Netflix. I'm going to give it It a rewatch. I'm just annoyed with how many adults like children. Yeah, there's too many included. You know, I didn't realize also, Emily's until this mom, real watch how many adults like children. Like, Emily's mom being so chill about Samara. And wouldn't Emily's mom know that that was her babysitter and that this is an adult? That's, yeah. That's the thing is, it's like, I don't yeah. know if mom's, like, overcorrecting because she's trying to be chill about, like, yeah. it's like, okay, I can't be mad about her girlfriend because I'm trying to be cool with the fact that she's come out. But, like, you can be angry that an adult is dating your child. Yeah. But yeah. like also I maybe mom that Pam likes is like Samara. trying to embrace it, but like, like maybe mm, maybe Pam too. likes Samara, so she's like, oh well, like Samara's a nice girl. Yeah, but like if she, an adult. if she has to date yeah. someone, at least it's a nice girl. But she's still an adult, like yeah, a twenty four. If you year old still love each other when you're again. both adults, then like for sure go at it. But. Let's just but wait like, a few so years. At this point, so Samara's supposed to be 24. Hold on. Well, if the wiki has her age, let's see. If. Because we did like angry Fitz math and stuff. Now I want to see if the angry, wiki has. Angry Samara math. I well, think? I, I want to see if the wiki has Fitz's age. Okay, so I don't know if this is supposed to be. It says that his birthday is September of 1988. 1988, so, that makes him... He would have been, like, 21 then? Let's see. 1988 so makes him six years older than me. And that so he was, tw- he was supposed 32. to be 22. He was supposed to be 22 at the start of this. No. Which doesn't, which doesn't make sense, because 2010 minus 1988 is 22. No, I understand that. But that I'm doesn't saying... make sense. There's that no means, way that he was 22 and well, no, Samara was 24. Well, no, because maybe Samara was 24 at the end of the series because the way that the wiki is written is it says that Fitz is currently 32. Uh, Wait, then how old Samara? So Samara would have been... Let's how see. old are the girls now? The girls are our age. So they're 26? 
So twenty-seven. They don't have her. Her. I'm only twenty-six, on Adderall. Don't make me an old lady yet. Yo, twenty-seven so, is a great number. Don't they just guess. have. It's actually my favorite number. Age on here. It's they my favorite have. number. It was my golden birthday this year. No. Yeah. I oh, you're right. Seven on the twenty-seventh. You're right. I <laughs> was like, no, your birthday is the twenty-eighth, but that's mom's. <laughs> Sorry. It was just Wait, like- you turned. You turned twenty-seven. Yeah. Does that mean I'm twenty-seven? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! Am I twenty? Because I'm twenty-six Dude. and I haven't had my birthday yet. Twenty-six. Uh, oh my god! Disappeared. I'm so old. I I, told Corey I legit I was haven't old. thought about my age like for a while. So. I had to fill out an age group thing, and I've now migrated into the, to the twenty-seven next to thirty-five, oh and I was like, no. <laughs> Were you born in 93 or 94? 94. Okay, so I turned 27 in December, and then you guys turn once the year rolls over. Yes. Okay. All right, let's keep going. That means I'm turning yeah, Now it is getting late. That yeah, means I'm go back. 28 this year. Holy shit. Yes, okay. but not until so, after I turn 27. So let's go back. So um, Samara, Samara is old, and Fitz is old. <laughs> and, and it's all wrong. Jason is old, and burn it all to the ground. Um. Yeah. And then, so I do think that it's very cute that mom was like telling everybody about Emily's letter. And I, I was would be so uncomfortable. Proud of M. Like, I thought it was cute that mom was like excited about something because, like, there's been like a, a lot of rough stuff for Emily lately with like the move to Texas and the coming out and the like and dad not being home like there's been and then him coming home there's like a lot of turbulence in the house so it's like nice to have just like a genuinely like excited happy moment and then I was so proud of Emily for finally telling someone something yeah like she was finally honest about Mm -hmm. something even if it's her sexual predator girlfriend at least she told somebody exactly and I think that Samara did a very good job of covering for Emily later in the episode. Yeah. Ugh, like if Samara that wasn't was an adult, she'd be such so a So smooth. Yeah, that was so smooth. And like um uh, I thought I thought that she did a really good job. And I genuinely think that Samara and Emily are very cute together. But this was something Kelly and I talked about is when we were watching it, we thought she was like we thought she was in high school also. Like just or a different early high college. School. Yeah. So we thought that she was like closer in appropriate age. So we were talking about how cute they are. But the thing I wanted to point out was that like the reason that Ari and Fitz are so good together and you like want to root for them is the actors have really good chemistry. I think that two actors that play Emily and Samara have really good chemistry, which is what makes you want to root for them. Yeah, they vibe well together as actors. So I think, I think that's like part of the, like part of the problem, I guess, is like they're written as like a ridiculous age gap that is sexual predator and illegal and like not kosher, but like the actors are so good at doing their job that you're like, oh, but they're so cute. So it makes it hard to like want to root for them because it's not legal. Um... Let's see. Oh, and then we jump to Spencer's house, and there's like a note on the door from mom that's like, "Take care of your sister." Like Spencer's her fucking babysitter. Yeah, I 
eyes when weird. she sneaks into Oh, and you the... like when you look at the porch, you can totally tell that that's Lorelai Gilmore's house when she sneaks into the barn. Oh, I didn't like, look closely pan... at it. Oh, they pan back to the Hastings porch, and it's like, oh, that's Lorelai's porch. I could not stop laughing when she stuck into like the back house and opened the. I don't know why, but opened she opened the, like, the suitcase thing, and, like, and it was the... regular shaving cream. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why. I was like. And then I thought about it, I'm like, why is there anything, like, what's it, th- I'm like, why is it regular? Like, shaving cream is shaving cream. <laughs> well, and then they, like, she opens Ian's passport, and the way that they, and like. And the haircut. Yeah. Oh, and the way God. that they, like, shoot that, the way that they shoot that, like, from a, like, cinematography perspective is, like, that's supposed to be a big shock. And it's like. We literally established that Melissa got Ian's passport. So, like, it shouldn't be shocking that it's in there because she, like, had it ten minutes ago. Oh, and then also, so when Melissa gets out of the shower, her hair is oddly dry for how quickly she hops out of the shower. Oh, yeah, and she, like, runs out. Yeah. Spencer? Like, yeah. and she, Maybe she well, like, she's, had like, just gotten in, you And know? she's not, like, dripping wet or anything. I know. Like, she's in her towel. Like, so she, like, toweled off at lightning speed and ran out the door. And it's also, like, Maybe, her skin I mean, isn't red from it being really warm in there. The and it's like, man, I wish rich. I looked Maybe they too. have, like, full-body air blowers. Uh, yeah, I don't you know? know. Wouldn't we have heard it? Um, no, because they're silent. Again, they're I'm rich. just imagining, they're rich. I'm imagining, like, the drive through car wash, that level of air blow. <laughs> she gets out. Uh, are you guys watching WandaVision? Yes. Mm-mm. Oh, there's, there's a point in WandaVision where Wanda makes wind come so that she can dry off her and Vision. That's what and I'm And Vision, imagining. like, is blowing away behind it. Yeah. Addie, it's a great show. Honestly, I it's, it's really it's fun. good. It's it's, real it's fun. a fun time. Um. Yeah. So then Aria and Spencer are on the phone, and they're talking about like, would Ian hurt Melissa? And um, and Spencer's like, I really wish I could stay over. And Aria's like, Yeah, I wish you could too, because like Spencer's freaking out. And then um, Aria's looking at like a picture of herself with pink hair, and I'm like, Stop thinking about Jason. That's rude. And then, um, because her and Fitz are in love or whatever, and then um, you get the creepy noises in the house, and the whole time I'm like, if it's not Mike, I'm going to be really mad, but also I'm going to be mad if it is Mike, because what the hell is he doing, like, sneaking around his own house, yeah, and then it's fucking Mike. Yeah, you can't sneak in your own home. Yeah, mom and dad <laughs> said that earlier in the season, you can't sneak into your own house. Dad said that to Byron said that to Ella when they were like having secret sex after they separated, Ugh. but they're married, so like, is it secret sex? Uh, I mean, I think it's still they it's were separated. People don't know what's happening. I guess <laughs> that's what and a secret then, is. <laughs> Let's see. And then Aria is like, "Where have you been, Mister?" And he's like, "You saw your friend, so you can't tell anybody anything because I've got blackmail on you." But like. The what is it the John Mulaney joke where he's like um, saying the n word is like saying retarded but like if you're not gonna say one of the words like obviously one of them is worse. Oh, it's the word midget. That's what it is. Midget is, is midget. 
Yeah, he wants to so say you, the word midget on TV, and they won't let him. And he says, "But I want to." And it's just like, as it's bad just as, as the N word. And he like, goes, but "No, if it's you're not. comparing the badness of two words, and you won't even say one of them." Yeah, like that's kind of the situation with Mike and Aria. Is like. If you want to compare the badness of two things, but one of them is, like, hanging out with friends that your parents, like, until recently approved of, and the and reason the that they're separated... Mystery. Yeah. And the reason that they're, like, separated isn't because they, like, did something bad. It's just, like, recommended by their therapist temporarily. Like, obviously, Mike's doing something a little worse, and Aria would probably be fine if she told her parents. Um, and then the other thing that I w- wanted to point out is that dad is the one that cheated. Like Byron cheated. Byron is the cause of this problem. And Mike is blaming everyone else. He's like, he's putting blame on Aria. He's putting blame on mom. Yeah. He's like, and like, um, whether or not, like, and that's the thing is he's so mad at Aria because she knew for so long but he's not mad at dad for doing it right but like whether aria knew or not dad still slept with someone that wasn't the mom dad's actions are still the reason we're not together shit would have still hit the fan eventually so like well and aria's not the one that like told anybody like ella found out on her own like, yes, A sent Ella a message, but Ella found out on her own, like, Aria's not the reason, you know, it's not like Aria went in and told mom and, like, started this whole shit storm. So it's just, it's so weird, like, that Mike places blame on her and, like, everybody deals with things differently, but it's just, it's, like, interesting that that's how his brain works. And I don't know if it's because, like, he doesn't want to blame his parents. Like, it's easier to be mad at his sister than it is at his parents or, like, what the deal is. Yeah. I think uh, the whole family just needs to go to, like, family counseling, talk to a therapist, work this shit out. Yeah, like, of all the people that need therapy, like, Mike is on that list. Like, they're sending Ari to therapy. They should be sending Mike to therapy, too. Yeah. Like, um. Ari is going through a couple of different traumas all at once, but Mike is still going through at least one, you know, like. Yeah, and like they're already, they're already driving someone out there and like paying for the therapist. Like what's one more? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And then this is the, the date scene where Danielle tells Lucas that she's jealous of Hannah because Hannah's totally still into him, which was a lie that Hannah told Danielle. I kept writing Caleb instead of Lucas and then crossing it out in my notes, but I wrote, LOL, Luke, Hannah into Caleb, LOL, and then I changed it to Lucas. And then I said, uh, oh no, I lost my other note. But there's a few times that I tried <laughs> to write Lucas and they turned into Caleb instead because I just well, like him better. Oh, I love Caleb. I think I think he's a good noodle. Um, but, like, the... The, like, cute little, like, whispered conversation between Danielle and Lucas was just so fun. And then um, I thought it was funny that, like, Hannah's, like, really paying attention to Lucas because she wants this date to go well. And oh my it's gosh, making I love the date she, go worse. I love yeah. how she makes the comment that she's being, like, a mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I was like, I was like, Lucas, if you would have just gone on the date, just the two of you, it would have been just fine. 
but like the fact that Hannah's there is ruining things for you. So yeah. like the fact that he needed wing people. It, if only he'd just fully fried that rat in his oil. Right, just fry the rat. It's so easy. He would have been fine. Just Daniel would have liked him for his fried rat. Would have been dead, and it would have been fine. Exactly. And Danielle probably would have been like, "That's a cool rat. You fried that yourself." Well, and if Hot this was damn, Shrek, let's bone. if it's this okay, was Shrek, Fiona would have just eaten the rat on the stick. Like it's romantic. Yes. We um, learned this in 2000 and, and whatever. And you know what? Hannah was, was just, just trying to be donkey the whole time, and it didn't work out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Donkey, could you just not be yourself for five minutes? Um, then Emily and Samara are sitting on the bed looking at Emily's baby photos. Samara was... is a good, sweet talker to mom. So yeah, cute. She really helps and, mom yeah. out. Samara is like the kind of girl that you want to bring home to mom. Definitely. But also, like, now remembering, because, like, I had completely forgotten the babysitter comment until you brought it up tonight, Addie. And thinking about that. I could totally be wrong, as we know my memories for crap, but I. I 100% think you're right. I thought this was a babysitter, but I don't know. (laughs) It just says Samara is a friend of Emily. Then maybe she's maybe she's just a friend. I don't know where I got babysitter from. No, but I think that's I think that's where it came from. Is that Samara used to babysit them, Mm-mm. and then she runs the local. No, nope, we're wrong. We're wrong. We're wrong. We're wrong. She's not the babysitter. Forget it. We're good. Yay! Perfect. <laughs> Great. Okay, back to shipping Samara and M. Well, she's no, still we can't an adult. Them because it's still she's illegal. still an adult. She's just oh, not their babysitter. She is? Yeah. Oh. She's still 20. So, okay, never mind. I don't ship them. Gross. Uh, oh, no wonder she's good at smooth talking to mom. She's an adult. She's not, She doesn't have those teenager nerves. Oh. Simone was the babysitter. I yes, we Who's haven't met, we haven't so, met Simone yet. No, she was in Careful What You Wish For in season one, and she flirts with Ezra, and like Ella was trying to hook Simone and Ezra up, right? Um, in yeah. like an early episode in season one, and Simone, Simone and Samara are very Samara. Simple. Simone Samara, yeah. <laughs> they so they don't look alike. So but Samara. I'm... Mm, they're both blonde and white girls, so they look enough alike. But Simone's if Emily the one and that... I look enough alike to be confused, then Simone right. and Samara look enough alike um, to be confused. But Simone is the one that goes to like the dance or whatever. It, it, so Simone was Arya's babysitter. Okay. And they're like on the bed looking at the baby pictures, and she's so good with mom and. Like mom, yeah. The way she is like switches or brings up like mom, other not schools. to call the scout. Yeah, like, that, was, that smart. was smart. Quick thinking. Ugh. And then we see Melissa in her pajamas leaving, and my note is adios, Melissa. Who just leaves in their pajamas? I would. I mean, I I only wear pajamas now. But this was also ten years ago this when you had to pre-pandemic. be dressed up for doing everything. 
This was pre Like when you're sneaking off in the forest. To shoot to like, and when you're sneaking off in the forest to follow people, so you gotta wear jewelry that's really loud and jingle. Yeah. Um, and then I also wrote after the audios, Melissa, I was just like, how do these kids sneak out so much? And it's not even that they're just sneaking out, like they're sneaking out and driving places. Um, like, simple. We back then, seen... cars. The only parents we saw this episode. Oh no, I guess we saw all of them, but Spencer's. I see. I think other. Yeah, other than Spencer. Oh well, Spencer's parents are away, and I thought of that. I was like, maybe Spencer's since they're parents gone, are, like, never home. They're but they're it's also like. I was just wondering. I'm like, wouldn't someone wake up when a car starts? Depends on how big that. It's not like I don't think so. Especially if someone's parked on the street or something. I definitely could have left my house in the middle of the night in my car, and my parents. But it's a relatively, it's a relatively small town. Everybody at the school knows the girls like aren't supposed to talk and all of this stuff. But the students don't care. I know, no, no, I mean, parent-wise, it's like, it's a small enough town where gossip spreads really quickly, everybody well, knows this. Well, teaching and at the high school. So if, like, and you're Mom driving in the middle point, of the night, it's, or it's, like, later at night, it's odd. Like, even when I thought, when Spencer went to go find Melissa and her mom, or no, the, her, uh, Melissa's phone, and Mom was like, sure, go drive to the church by yourself. I'm like, this is too small of a town for you to let your kid do something by themselves like that. It's like... Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. Well, the other thing that I thought was funny is that mom is like, you you know, this like bestie ban, as Hannah calls it, should extend to the school hallways. And I'm like, they're in the same English class. Like, they're going to have to interact sometimes. I also loved how freaking awkward that scene was because all the girls just stop and like slowly stare at Ella, like looking at her like, yeah. like oh. We'll we look tough so mom doesn't say stop. And I'm like, guys, yeah. guys, this is just re-. like Shay Mitchell has some good like side of like, oh no, it's like, right, girl, mom's still gonna yell at you. Like, mom's still looking at you. Um, All right, so well, and then the the one funny thing that came out of the date was like Danielle's talking to Lucas about how um, she's like. Uh, jealous of Hannah or whatever and it's not going well and Lucas and Hannah are like whispering back and forth and he goes I'm gonna have to they're gonna do a yearbook spread on how bad this date went and I'm gonna have to design it but that was really funny that was like a cut back to the date it was adorable yeah oh and then I and then I noted that uh fake dating always leads to real dating in the teen romances so Caleb and Hannah can keep fake dating it's fine but then like Hannah and Lucas, and especially Lucas, pointing out that Hannah does something selfless. Yeah, well, and then he's talking to her, and then she like does the nervous, like kind of touches her neck, moves her hair after he says it. Well, and then I'm like, Hannah likes Lucas. uh, Caleb puts his hand around. um, I mean, Lucas is like the most normal of all the guys so far in the show. Uh, He's nice. He's compassionate. Puts his arm around Hannah, and then. Danielle grabs Lucas's hand and Caleb goes, That's that was easy. And Hannah like takes his hand off of her shoulder. I'm not easy. I'm not. Good for Hannah for setting boundaries. Like you should you should bone whoever you want as long as it's legal and consenting. But only like if you want to. If you don't want to, then you shouldn't sleep with somebody. Right. And it's like a very like societally like typical thing. 
where like you set it up that oh they've already had sex once so it's just gonna happen again yeah and it like it doesn't have to it doesn't have to so yeah like boundaries are a good thing and like there's like there's a lot of weirdly mature moments and then there's like a lot of like weirdly immature moments so it's like they go from being like wise and like I'm gonna set my boundaries and this is like a smart decision for me (laughs) and then they're like Wait, but I'm what a do dumb you mean? Sixteen-year-old. What do you mean the ring that I sold you isn't here and it's a horseshoe? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your shop moved to the creepy alley. It used yeah. to be on the street. This is normal. All right, let's keep going. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I um, loved Hannah opening up in the therapist's office because I liked the little mental. Oh, I also she had with yeah, Allison. I really I just, liked yeah. that. Like, I wrote, I, my note for this is just Hannah going to therapy because she wants to, and then a whole bunch dude, of hearts. And that scene with Allie, like that's like Hannah's recollection of Allie. Yeah, and it's like it's like I I liked it because it's like slightly different from the Allie that we've seen in the flashbacks. Like, I feel like it's a little bit harsher than the alley we've seen in the flashbacks, but, like, in, so it, but like, it's the it real alley it, to Hannah, you know? Right. Like, it, it was different enough that it was, like, this is Hannah's version of Allie, not the alley that we've seen, and, like, I want to say that's a combination of, like, go Sasha Petersa for, like, acting that really well. And, like, go writers for, like... For that kind of dialogue. That kind of dialogue. And I don't know if it was on purpose, but I'd like to think that it was a conscious decision because it was really well done. Yeah, it was cool. My note uh, is, Allie is a little scary sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, oh, we have Ren I'll helping. See. He decides, like, yes, I'm going to help. And he's, like, has Spencer... Or oh, he calls and that was like, like Melissa's not I sneaky have, either. I have the drugs and I'll bring them to you, and then. But I have to look at him. Yeah. So you have to, and because then Spencer's I think he like, has okay, a staff infection. Yeah, Ugh. and then Spencer like comes out like Ren's on the phone, and Spencer was like hiding in the supply closet anyway. It's like they can't <laughs> she, like, see you. <laughs> She, like, comes out from behind a thing, like, as soon as Ren hangs up the phone. I'm like, nobody can see you. I'm just waiting for, I was in that scene waiting for A to pop out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, God. And just, then everyone just starts <laughs> popping out from behind different brooms and is like, I'm here, too. <laughs> so then I noted, like, like every, like, nobody in this show is as sneaky as they think they are. And Melissa is, like, added to that list. Um, And then... Uh, oh, uh, I thought it was good that Spencer told Arya about the bad plan to follow Ren. Um, like, at least she's not doing it alone. Like, yeah. at least she went with her friends to enact this awful plan. Um, and then I put Byron is still a douche. And I was like, Mike, don't bring Arya into your shit. So, like, Byron comes in and is like, I'm going to take you to school and it can be fun like it used to be. And I was like, has it ever been fun? Because, like, I don't remember a time that it's been fun. Um, and then, and then like, Arya doesn't say anything. And Mike still is like, yeah, 
Aria saw me at the park playing basketball. Yeah, she watched right, me play a few games. And I and I literally I wrote again. Aria just ran on Mike. Like, two my things. Just, One oh, is worse, and it's not your thing, Aria. And it's also like, yeah, Aria'd get in more trouble, but it's like the parents aren't gonna lock her doors and windows. They're probably just gonna take her phone away. Yeah. Or and she honestly, could be smart. And honestly, the fact that they live in Rosewood, they're probably not even going to do that. Like, I was like some and, and even, like, if Mike gets caught not being at basketball practice and he's like, well, are you seeing her friends? It's like, uh, okay. They, they might not believe him because like, he might be been, saying that to get out of trouble. You've been be lying like, for months because his friend at the basketball court said he hasn't seen Mike in months. You've been lying for months about where you are. And what you're and, doing. And your your sister is breaking a rule that's like a rule for a couple of weeks. Yeah, she's been lying for two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Also, it's her best friend's. Like they're not yeah. like, and it's people at least... that it's people that like the parents approved of until recently, and it's not that they disapprove of. It's just that it's recommended that they don't see each other for a little bit. Like they fully intend to let them start hanging out eventually after they've worked through some stuff in therapy. So like Mike's hanging out with who knows who, and it could be very sketchy people. All right. So um, and then let's see. The office gets destroyed it gets oh, by gosh. someone who doesn't oh. like nosy bitches. Yeah, and mom, um, Hannah's mom asks her, like, what did you tell your therapist? Is it something somebody wouldn't want to know? Hannah didn't really say anything damning. I know, her, and the like, other thing because, I was like, like wh- why also, is what? mom grilling her like that and just yeah. not being supportive of, like, Hannah, this happened to your therapist. Like, how do you feel? Like, are you okay? Well, also, was, like, what portion of that conversation did Hannah actually have out loud? Her because, parts. like, we, like... I think just that where she said, you were the best friend I ever had. And the worst enemy. And the worst enemy. Right, and that. then, because then it gets to a point where Allie starts answering back, because the therapist asks, like, what would well, Allie the li- say the lighting back? change. the lighting changes. It gets all fuzzy, like, whenever they do the like the flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. Right, so, like, so, like, the stuff that her and Allie say that maybe could have been, like, No, I, I took that as all, I took that all up here, right? Nothing that she said was specific enough to put anyone in any danger. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, she like, didn't say, well, the other thing, remember that time we killed Jenna or we blinded her? Like, they didn't say that. Yeah. They didn't well, and say like, the anything other thing, too, is just. Um, the other thing, too, that I noted is Allie says something to the effect of, like, you have what I gave you. And, like, yeah. one thing I noted is, like, the back and forth that Allie and Hannah had a little bit. Like, Allie was, like, the voice of Hannah's eating disorder a little bit. Like, almost like um because some of the stuff that Allie was saying was very like self-talk that um that could be associated with the binging and purging that Hannah did but then um then Hannah says uh you're gone and I'm so over missing you and then Allie says something and Hannah goes well at least I'm alive but like again all of 
That's but a strong again, sentence to say to somebody's ghost. At least I'm living was dumb, like dead person. Well, the thing. Well, at that oh, point, Allie is telling her like, "You're just gonna be alone, just like me. You're gonna be miserable. That like was, everyone's gonna move on except you." And no, that's when Hannah, I think, it was finally like, I, like, "At least I'm alive." Yeah, mentally, like Allie, while this manifestation is going on, Hannah finally, it's like she stands up for herself but mm-hmm. to herself and what allison has plagued hannah's mind with yeah. well it's honestly like, this we're is a our big own episode for hannah she had a lot of good like setting boundaries and like sticking yeah. up for herself and i'm really proud of her and yeah she's like that... she's drawn her line with caleb she's like doing selfless things for lucas and realizing that like she doesn't need to do something to get something in return like yeah. she can just do a thing for a friend for no reason other than doing a thing for a friend yeah. um like she's learning well, and a lot of I think that's important things. because mom does things that are pretty selfish mom mm-hmm. teaches hannah a lot of these selfish things like you don't do something unless you to can be get good something out of it yeah so it's like well, i think hannah I like... realizing that that's okay and it coming to hannah naturally without yeah. her well, having and i to... like that like hannah took last episode hannah took like a thing that mom said and reused it later but like in a better way so like for mom it was like i'll forgive dad but then she's like flirting with a man in a relationship Whereas Hannah turned it on her and was like, you know, like people change and grow like Lucas, can you forgive me? And then she's utilizing it to like be his friend selflessly. Yeah. Cause like mom made that comment relating to dad and why like she's like forgiving him. And then they have that weird like flirty thing on the porch where Hannah deletes his fiance's text but then, like, Hannah says the same thing to Lucas, but she's, like, doing selfless things for Lucas. She's not, like, trying to get with him. No, she's just, she just wants to be his friend because she thinks she's, he's a good person. She mm-hmm. And she genuinely wants to help him. Um, yeah, and I think that, like, uh, the, it's, the alley thing with Hannah is, like, we're our own worst critic. And all of Hannah's criticism in life came from Allie for a long time. And so Allie's become, like, her internal voice that, like, continues to criticize her. Yeah. And so I think having that confrontation, like, really, um, like, frees her of some stuff. I was confused when the police were at the office why they were letting the doctor touch all the stuff in the crime scene and, like, move things. It's like, that's... I think it was because she does still have, like, a confidentiality, like... But it looked like she was moving her, like, degree. Yeah, like she was, like, holding thing. up her framed thing. I mean, in the therapist defense, her fingerprints are going to be on everything anyway. No, I know, but still office, moving but everything yeah, is messing up. But they that are was also the Rosewood for that. PD, so, like... I know, it could have been Wilden yeah. being, like... We've also sure, established that the Rosewood PD... We haven't really... seen Wilden in, like, so many episodes, and it's been delightful. <sighs> I'm just saying. So good. It's been very and nice. Then... If he never comes back, I'll be... It'll be too soon. And then the ladies all sneak after Melissa, and they wonder if Ian's got a gun. Uh, my fun... The one thing I wrote when 
uh, our, or I forget which one of them was like, I've got 911 on speed dial. I'm like, dialing 911 is not that hard. And then when they complained that they only had one bar, I was like, it doesn't matter. 911 will always get through because it will pick up any cell service in the that area. Was, that was the thing that was so funny to me. Aria's like, I've got 911 on speed dial. I was like, girl, 911 is speed dial. <laughs> uh, and then they're hiding in the bushes again but like obviously they're that so bad at hiding oh, in they're the like bushes. oh should we call garrett like yeah probably i mean maybe not garrett specifically but like the police <laughs> yes 911 operator hey can we have garrett please we'll can, tell him the emergency yeah, can, we only want to talk to garrett um, just so he can blackmail us again yay and then one of them says something that's like, or what if he has a gun? And she's like, well, he is the bad guy, right? Oh, my God. That <laughs> like, yes, was every bad so guy ever silly has a to gun. me. Um, well, in a small and then, town. And then they walk in, like, they hear Melissa scream, and they all run in, and go figure, Ian did have a gun. Like, he couldn't use it at that <laughs> point. He got a gun. They weren't gun. wrong. <laughs> what is that song? Uh, run, Johnny, run. No. Uh, Daddy's got a gun. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's the one where she like uh, tries to date a guy and her dad kills him. Does a man sing it? I believe so. Maybe it's that. It's but... called It's called Run Johnny Run is the name of the song. It's by Jimmy Driftwood. Oh, I'm thinking but... Annie's Got a Gun. By... Oh, okay. That's a <laughs> musical. Um, well, and then the, the this you see the missing spot for the rusty horseshoe, and you see Ian's suicide note, which I don't think is a suicide note, especially with the "Come find me, Ian," because that'd be a pretty bleak suicide. I'm note. gonna be honest. What, is, what I was it that you it? said early? Oh, come find my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just okay. I'll I'll read the note because I did write it down. I killed Allison. I lost my temper because she knew too much. But there's only so much you can bury. It won't be that easy, but I know how to get rid of the pain. I can't run from the law. Come find me. Ian. He also capitalizes all of his T's. It was very annoying. That is very like, annoying. That's a silly letter like, to capitalize. It's the yeah, same amount of everyone. effort to make it a capital T or a lowercase T. It is the yep. same effort. Why would you? So, but you don't think it was a suicide note? No. Well, that would be so hard. Could so you pause, imagine pause, writing that stop, note? Pause. Time out. You don't think it's a suicide note? That's fine. Do you think that Ian wrote it, or do you think someone else wrote it? I don't know at this moment in time. Okay. I'm not sure, but it seems like so. If he Ian, done got killed with the it, horseshoe. And then the horseshoe is now given to Spencer. You think he got killed with the horseshoe? Not with the gun that was in his hand? Not with the gunshot wound in his head? It didn't look that bloody gunshot. Okay, but like. put wait, put, putting it in perspective, this was ABC fam this was ABC family, so like I don't know how much blood they're allowed to show on TV because like in That's a Buffy, fair point. I didn't think like about in that. Buffy they would have like gaping wounds that had like a drop of blood because the network wouldn't let them put blood. So like, 
I believe that it is, like, without, there's no spoilers in this. It's supposed to be a gunshot wound to the head. I think the reason it doesn't look I like it. I think he maybe got bludgeoned with the horseshoe because now Spencer's got it. Okay. Because it's missing. Right, because that's, it means A was where Ian's body was at the very least. And then A's there putting someone's cell phone in a bag, but I don't know whose cell phone that is. I assume is it I assumed it to be the cell phone that was texting Melissa. So probably Ian. But then I thought, I was like, if Ian's been dead and bludgeoned with a horseshoe, how long ago did she get the horseshoe? And I'm like, if he was hit earlier that morning, okay, maybe. But that, still, that's, that's a... one thing I don't remember is how long was Ian dead before they found him? I so feel like it was, was probably only text... it was probably only that day. I was have Ian a feeling. Yeah, his Melissa body wasn't severely decomposed. We looked this up how long it takes a body to decompose previously. We did because it was when we were cat sitting Joey previously on a Pretty Little Liars podcast. <laughs> but decomposition podcast. We learned Ian's, about Ian's how only been missing for like. Melissa said he's only been missing for like X number of days. Yeah, it's been like at he least hasn't been missing weeks. like that. It's been long. at least fourteen days, I think. He's been gone at least. Oh, two I forget. Weeks. I think she said it last week, and it was because I think it was only like a week, and we were all a little stunned at how short of amount of time that had been. Wait, but... he's been missing since the bell tower, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's been like, like Melissa. Two weeks. No, but Melissa said like. In episode, bef- I think it was last episode, she brought up he'd only been missing for a little, like a few days, because we were all like, wow, that seems really short. But, no, I don't think that was a suicide note, especially with the come find me, because that's just, I mean, that would be really traumatic, and that's also a future thinking thing. Also, and especially if he's running away, she's bringing his passport and regular shaving cream. It's a long trip. If you were going to write a note that said, come find me, and you wanted people to come find your dead body, you wouldn't leave the note next to your dead body. (laughs) Yes. But again, he got bludgeoned (laughs) with a horseshoe is still my theory. I wrote it down, Addy. You have a lot of predictions this week, and they're all gems. We'll hey, in the them. group text, I did say I had a lot of opinions on this episode. You did. You had a lot of thoughts. And one of them was the one I was hoping, which was Jenna's not even in this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, that's it, right? The phone gets put in the so bag. So maybe, so A, A could have stolen Ian's phone. Like, that could be Ian's phone. Yeah. That's what I assumed. So that's Ian not a is- prediction because I was like, I don't know whose phone that is. It might make sense for it to be Ian's being put into one of the girls' bags. To make it look like they, they were the last ones with him. My note just says mystery phone in the bag. Bye, A! Exclamation point. Uh it doesn't say how long he was missing, but at the most, it's been like two weeks. It's definitely been less Hold than a on. month. The seasons have not changed. We are in the same moon cycle that we were in previously. That's, that was one thing. So I was looking at a timeline of like PLL. Um, you sent that to me and, and I loved it. So much shit uh, is going to happen. One, one thing I noticed though is that like over the course of seven seasons, which in like real time is seven years basically, give or take. Yeah. They 
like barely make it out of high school and they're juniors right now yeah but season seven is um, a five, five years, years later forward. so we still but miss like, like we still cover that much time frame we just skip a but, whole bunch but of I, it but i mean like in these first few seasons like we cover a lot of episodes that don't cover a lot of time yeah like as far as i can tell they haven't even made it through the first semester of their junior year and we're in season two. Oh, we've already um we've already sent away their favorite teacher yeah fitz didn't even last half a year that's embarrassing honestly embarrassing he just went and got a new job I mean, granted, it's because he wanted to bone one of the students, but Yeah, but she's still a child, even if she's not his student, so he's got to wait anyway. Do we know whose bag A put the phone in? It was just A bag in the car, Um, In my mind, it looks like something Hannah would carry, but I really don't know, because I don't know fashion, and I don't know bags. (laughs) Okay. I just assumed Hannah's. Although Spencer's would make more sense, huh? Because she'd have the most. I thought it was going to be maybe Spencer's. Spencer's makes the most sense because it's she's the one that has the most reason to kill Ian, and she'd be the easiest one to like blackmail, to like frame. Oh, the other thing, the other thing that we didn't note about the break-in slash trashing of the therapist's office is it wasn't actually a break-in. The police asked her, like, is there anybody else that has the keys? Because um, there was no sign of forced entry. So, but also we know that A can get in and out of the therapist's office all sneaky-like because A already put Fitz's um, Diploma. diploma on the therapist's shelf is this therapist okay okay as of last episode i just went back to a scene she says my husband has been missing for nearly a week okay so, so he hasn't even been gone a week yet so it's me at most like, a little more than a week right so he- no, no 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 not even because it the uh, last like everything kind of takes place over like a day or two in the last episode, right? So then because hopping three days, so maybe ten days. We I'll skipped yeah. so less than so sh- so Melissa said he's been missing nearly a week, and then we skip to like this episode starts on Monday because Spencer goes to the pawn shop on Monday to get the ring back. Yeah, so I'll so, say between probably eight and ten days he's been gone, probably dead one. I. I need to. I think I we need made to it to like the end, go. Right? To, yeah, everything. Yes, and I need to okay. go to bed. So let's wrap this. We've up. been so distracted tonight. Um, we got everything. I think that's it. Addie's predictions. I'll just run through them. All the ones that she made today <laughs> are: A is gonna kill Paige. Uh, somebody else killed Ian. It was not a suicide note, uh, and Ian was bludgeoned by a horseshoe. The phone at the end, the mystery phone, which we're assuming might be Ian's, was put into, we think, Spencer's bag. Hannah's dad is going to come back next episode because Hannah's going to fuck up. Hannah's mom is A. And Hannah likes Lucas. And then there's three little heart (laughs) signs. Um, (laughs) And then next week is season two, episode five. And that one's called The Devil You Know. So, Addie, thoughts? Devil You Know. Go. Mona. Okay. That's a prediction. <laughs> Mona. <laughs> Mona. I mean, she's the devil of the show, guys. 
Is she really she though? Never like, wears red or Lois has horns. I don't know. Okay, there there are people that I know in real life that I would consider the and devil. Like, also, and they Allie don't all have horns. But Allie's dead. And Mona's every alive. sexual predator on this show might be the devil. There's so See? many of them. That's literally the entire cast. There's a lot of wolf and sheep's clothing here, guys. Those a lot of bad things. Byron is the devil. Dangerously cheesy. There's lots of bad things. There's lots of demons, on. but only one devil, and it is Weldon. And his name oh, is God. Lucifer. <gasps> Wait, maybe the the hole like in the demon world with Buffy, where it's trying to open up, maybe that portal is trying to reopen under Rosewood. Oh, the Hellmouth is under. Yes. There's a Hellmouth under Rosewood. Okay. I see. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> Now, remember no, in season one, at some now. point, we made a prediction that Buffy came in for some reason. I don't remember that, but. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at A Pretty Little Liars Podcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.